Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 3rd, 2016. Um, I pretty much recorded uh, my entire Sam Sports show for this Saturday, and I'm having it double as today's podcast. Uh, I'm going to be shutting down my show and uh, pretty much just taking the podcast uh, solo and just dedicating all my energy to that. I'm not really going to say much more because um, I feel like today's podcast really articulates it pretty well, and uh, I'd like to have myself do the talking. So thank you for listening, and uh, let's jump right in. Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, everyone. This is Sam's Sports Show. It's also doubling as Sam's Sports Podcast. I do a podcast, and I do a show. This one's going to be on the show it's also going to be on the podcast. It's kind of both. It's kind of both. I'm doing a little bit of both. Uh, hello, everyone. Good morning or good evening or good afternoon. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> Remember the Truman Show? Is anybody out there? I don't know. There might be some millennials who won't get that reference. Anyway, um, it's Sam. Sam Rosenberg. Welcome to Sam's Sports Show. Uh, you might be listening to this uh, on your radio. You might be listening to it on your uh your mobile device, uh, iTunes or Stitcher or at 610amsports.com. Either way, um, welcome and thanks for listening. I've got a big announcement today. Um, I'm not even going to really beat around the bush. Uh, the big announcement is that uh, I'm officially shutting down Sam's Sports Show. That's right. Um, at the end of this month, August, uh, Sam's Sports Show will shutter its doors. You will no longer hear me on 610amsports.com. <laughs> Shed a single tear. That's right, just a single tear. Maybe two tears, maybe a whole lot of tears, but uh, either way, the time has come. I was not able to find enough sponsors. I can't pay for the airtime. Uh, I had a presenting sponsor. Um, I'm just going to take the gloves off. It's, it was my dad, my dad, Dr. Mark Rosenberg, uh, who's been nothing but supportive, who has loved me from the very beginning, who has pretty much been one of my biggest fans from the very get from the get go, saying, "You're great at this. You can do this. I want to support you as you try to do this." So, um, uh, his uh, his uh, business, Voorhees Veterinary Center. Um, those of you, if you got if you don't have a pet, you probably you might not know about Voorhees Veterinary Center. But if you do have a pet, you should go to Voorhees Veterinary Center. My dad's clinic has been around for. I think about 20 years at this point, and um, I mean, he's like, this guy is the gold standard when it comes to veterinary clinics, and, you know, he's been the presenting sponsor, he's pretty much been, uh, you know, footing the bill for most of this airtime, and uh, I really want to give him as many plugs and as much credit as I possibly can, because this is all pretty much, um, you know, thanks to them. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's also like the, the veterinarian to the stars, you know, cause when all the football players, the Eagles, the Sixers, the Phillies, anybody comes to this town and has a dog or a cat, uh, most of the time, you know, a lot of these players don't, you know, yeah, some of them live in Philadelphia, but some of them live in the suburbs as well. They live in Cherry Hill, Voorhees, Marlton and Mount Laurel. And, and, uh, inevitably they end up bringing their dogs or cats to my dad. I mean, you name it, they've probably brought their dogs and cats to my dad. You know, Brian Dawkins, his family brought dogs to my dad. Um, David Akers used to bring that Corey Simon, um, Simone Gagne, I could go on and on. All these people were bringing their animals to Voorhees Veterinary Center. So, um, I want to say thank you to them and, you know, check them out. Check it out. VoorheesVet.com. You can follow them on Twitter, uh, at VoorheesVet. Um, Dr. Mark Rosenberg, all the doctors there, Steve Mason, Lonnie, Dr. Scholl, Dr. Rose, 
Uh, I mean, if, if you don't know, you should go check it out and learn. And uh, so my point is, I'm, I'm really here by their good graces. And the truth is, uh, this was something we were going to try out for six months. That's how the contract was structured for uh, the first six months. And uh, we're going to see how things go. And uh, the truth is, it's hard to find sponsors. Um, you know, for, for those of you who listen a lot, or maybe you don't listen a lot, maybe, I, you know, I haven't really made it thoroughly transparent, but uh, I'm a Philadelphia guy at heart. I love Philadelphia sports. I, I, I live, I bleed green. You know, I'm desperately wanting to see championships come to the city of Philadelphia and the, the major sports teams that are housed there, um, you know, born and raised in Cherry Hill. Well, born in Philadelphia, raised in Cherry Hill. But the truth is now I live in Austin, Texas. I moved to Texas. Um, Pretty much because of my wife, she's got a lot of family here, and she said, you know, let's let's get to Texas. And uh, after I uh, went to co- I went to college in New York City, and I've been living in New York City for the last twelve or thirteen years. And uh, my wife and I were pretty much ready to leave. And um, you know, we, there was we could have gone just about any place, but the uh, the decision she made was let's go to Texas. We've got family there. We've got a we've got a support system, a home base. Let's do it. And so we uh, you know we went to Texas and. Um, you know, so I'm doing everything from my house in Texas. Uh, you know, that's why I pre-record everything. That's why I can't come into the 610 AM sports studios every morning on Saturday morning and do this live. I actually have to do it uh, from my bedroom in Austin, Texas. You know, I just got home from work. It's really, really hot here. And, uh, you know, but I still need to preach my love from here. And, um, you know, I want to be a talking head. And, uh, uh, getting on the radio was a step in this process. Um, Barry Reisman, uh, I love this man so much. He gave us the opportunity. You know, he approached my father. My father had been on the radio a long time ago doing a, you know, ask Dr. Mark if uh, if there's some fans out there who probably know Dr. Mark Rosenberg. They might remember People, Pets, and Dr. Mark on TV 12, PBS, and uh, WCAU. My father was on the radio for a long time, and Barry approached him and said, do you want to get back on the radio? And my dad said, no, I don't want to get back on the radio, but my son Sam Rosenberg does. He's a really great sports talk guy, and he's trying to start something. So um, that's how I'm on the radio here. That's how this came about. Um, and I pretty much had a six-month runway to try to figure out to find sponsors and and you know get this thing to start making its own money so I could keep it on the air. And the truth is, you know, I'm I'm busy. I, I have a full time job, and then I come home. I got to record this, and then I got to cut it together all by my. I'm doing everything by myself, and uh, you know, I didn't really have as much time to make cold calls and uh, reach out to sponsors and try to find local you know businesses that would advertise. I mean, the biggest advertiser that I was able to get was uh, Daniel M. Rosenberg and Associates, and uh, I think everyone's pieced together. His name is Daniel M. Rosenberg. That's my older brother. My older brother started a a law firm very recently, a couple of years ago, and it's just thriving right now. I mean, he's he's showing that you know when it comes to legal matters, that's that's an unsettling thing to be in. It's very confusing. It's very frightening. There's very you know big ramifications that come with legal matters, and. Uh, my brother is really, really good at making things clear, making things transparent, and also making sure you get excellent defense and uh, representation when you're in a legal situation. And uh, he has been extremely supportive of this endeavor, of my show, of, uh, of everything I've been doing, and I, I'm just indebted to him. He's been one of my biggest sponsors from the very beginning, and I, I can't thank you enough, Dan. Thank you so much. I love you. Um, Anyway, I'm talking around the point. I'm, I kind of thought today's show, you know, I wanted to go and just sort of rant a little bit because uh, I want to talk a little bit more about my thoughts. I wanted to take some of the gloves off um, regarding not just sports, but also, you know, listen, I've got four more episodes on this show 
every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on 610. And, uh, you know, I want to, this is going to be my swan song for the last couple of episodes. And I figure, you know, let me just go off the rails a little bit, talk about whatever I want to talk about. Um, so I wanted to just spit a few things that I was, that I was thinking about, a few things that I've been doing. Um, so listen, podcasting, I'm a big, 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 big believer in podcasting. I think it's the future. Um, I think terrestrial radio is, is, I don't think terrestrial radio is going anywhere, but I do think that podcasting is becoming a big thing and it's not going to slow down. Um, so I am going to be taking my show to the podcast. So this is Sam's sports show on the radio, but even before I had this and while I've been doing this and what I'm going to continue to do is I'm going to continue to produce Sam's sports podcast. I do a podcast. I'm going to take all of this stuff I'm saying right now and I'm going to release it on my podcast. I, um, I release it through SoundCloud. You can go to SoundCloud and search for Sam Rosenberg or Sam sports podcast. You can go check out my Facebook page, Sam Rosenberg or Sam Sports Station. See, I created the Sam Sports Station as kind of like the umbrella for all of the different, you know, formations of my Sam Sports Talk that I'm doing. This is a, I'm throwing this thing together. I'm figuring it out as I keep telling everybody, I'm just faking it till I make it. Um, And I'm just going to keep talking on the mic until someone actually, you know, feels like it's worth uh, bringing me on their show or hearing my opinion on things, because I feel like I got a lot of opinions on things. I like to talk about stuff. I think I got a good voice for it, and I'm trying to make something out of nothing here. And, uh, you know, I I keep trying to tell myself I'm not chasing the dollar here. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, fulfill a passion of mine. I love talking about sports, and it took me years, took me years to accept the fact that you know, I, I got a knack for this. I, I stutter sometimes. I might not know all the in, ins and outs of a salary cap, but I really want to understand. I want to learn. I want to learn more. And I like to talk to people about sports. I can't help the fact that sports is this extremely captivating and interesting thing in our lives. And it's not just something that's interesting. It's something that is mind-blowing to the rest of the world. Over the last 30, 40, 50 years, Sports has become more lucrative, it's become more accepted, it's become more mainstream. You know, it's always been around and it's always had its issues, its problems. You know, it is still a game which in a lot of respects is excluding the female gender. It is still sort of centralized on the male gender. Um, and I think it's a little insulting that we we insult and make fun of the WNBA as much as they are. You know, I, I feel like I watch Family Guy and Seth MacFarlane's always poking fun at the WNBA. And, you know, I love Family Guy, but come on, man. I mean... At least there's a league. There used to not even be a league. There's not a female hockey league. There's not a female football league. And if there are, no offense to them's out there. I'm glad. I want that to happen. I want more people to indulge in sports and accept sports and and enjoy it. Um, and I just, uh, you know, it's 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 very male driven at times. And I think sometimes, you know, I feel excluded, or I think some people feel excluded, and it's it's a little hard to kind of be. A, a universally accepted thing, you know. There is this sort of, you know, stigma or connotation that sports is always sort of a thing that's, you know, watched and craved by men, and you know, the women who watch it are sort of, you know, re- regarded in a certain fashion. I don't. I just. I think it's a brilliant, exciting thing. It's fun to see athleticism. It's not an accident that we're all so captivated and 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 entranced by sports. It's not an accident that we sell T-shirts and jerseys and hats. And these TV deals are going through the roof. I mean, if, if we didn't want it, it wouldn't be on. If there weren't people drawn to it to watch it and to pay money to watch it, then it wouldn't be happening. But 
I think this dates back to like, you know, caveman days and, you know, even with Rome and the gladiators, like how different is NFL football from the Coliseum and gladiators? I mean, back in the day, there was just an emperor saying, let's throw some gladiators in there. Let's throw some tigers in there. Let's throw some, some guys spinning fiery chains. Let's throw some water in there. Let's get some sharks in there and let's just see them all kill each other. I mean, that's, that's kind of, you know, I think in some regard where sports comes from and you know, the idea of the Olympics, the Olympics are coming up, you know, they're going to be breaking. I don't know. I'm recording this on Tuesday, the second, I don't know, even know when the Olympics start, you know, I'm going to pull a little bit of a I am Rappaport, Michael Rappaport podcast when he says, I don't do any fact checking. I could pause the podcast right now or the show, whichever you want to call it and actually do fact checking, but I'm kind of on a roll. Let me just keep talking. So back to the podcast. I really think podcasting is something that's getting big. And it, it's a little shocking at times when I still hear people that don't know what a podcast is. You want to know what a podcast is right now? It's the same thing as a radio show, only you're releasing it over the internet and you don't need some big, huge company to censor you, okay? With the radio station, I can't curse on the radio station. I can't drop F-bombs. I can't say anything because there's a radio station that owns it or a big conglomerate owns the radio station and they're governed by the FCC and there's you know rules and restrictions. Let's be real here, okay? All of that predates the internet. Now with the internet... You have the capability to record an entire clip of something, and with the technology we have on laptops and microphones and everything, I mean, I don't have lots of equipment here. I bought a $300 microphone from, you know, I was about to say Sam Goody, although Sam Goody doesn't even really exist anymore, from some local um, music shop that sells it. I bought, an, I bought an interface to hook up to my to my laptop, my Mac laptop with a USB cord. And that plugs right in with the USB cord. And then I bought some uh, Adobe audio software and voila, I'm able to record an entire podcast. And then on, just like that, I pay SoundCloud like 130 bucks for a yearly subscription and I can upload as much content as I want. Hours and hours and hours of stuff. Just plump it right into there. And then there's an easy little hookup. It says, hey, do you want to put your podcast on iTunes? Click right here. You want to put it on Stitcher? Click right here. So for a very small fee and virtually no overhead, I mean, not virtually nothing. I spent some money. I mean, originally, before I bought the microphone, I was doing everything on my my frigging iPhone headphones microphone. Literally, I was recording podcasts with the headphones that come with my iPhone. Technology has gotten to that point where we can do all of this from home. So my point is that all of this can be done from home, released over the internet, and people, and then you can, I can publicize myself on social media. I can publicize myself on Twitter. I can publicize myself on Facebook. And then anybody and anybody can start downloading it. I mean, when I first started dropping my podcast, I was seeing people in like Russia and the Netherlands and Slovenia and India downloading my podcast. I don't know where they saw it. I don't know where they got it, but somehow they came across it, they downloaded it, and they listened to it. And all of a sudden, I've got people all over the world listening to my podcast, and I did it for a very small amount of money. Now, I say this because radio, I think, is something which is, again, I don't think it's dying, it's just it's changing. And I think that the game is shifting a little bit to podcasts. It's going to take a long time, you know, because I listen to, uh, you know, I like Howard Stern. And just this past week, I had to, I went on vacation with my family in North Carolina. We had a rental car. The rental car had Sirius XM radio in it. Sirius XM, who paid, you know, Howard Stern $100 million to have his show on Sirius XM radio, where he can say and do whatever he wants. And even he was talking about podcasts and he's dismissive of them. He doesn't get them. You know, he doesn't think anything. There's no, there's no stock in them. It's like, you know, you are such the old generation if you don't understand the fact that this is coming and it's here because 
WTF with Mark Marin. Okay, that is a huge podcast. He's got hundreds of thousands of listeners, and he's got enough to sell advertising on it. This is not a fluke thing. The thing that gets me is that there's still only like six or seven or maybe ten podcasts that everybody still listens to. In my mind, it's the Wild West. I'm trying to get in there. I'm trying to get some market. You know, I'm trying to get these people to start listening to me, start downloading me, because, you know, I've got maybe... I don't know, 8 to 15 usual subscribers on my podcast. That's not many. I know that's not many. And I know a lot of them, you know, on your iTunes thing, you pretty much find the podcast, you click on it, and then you hit subscribe. When you hit subscribe, that means that whenever a new podcast comes out, your phone, your iPhone automatically downloads it. And then according to SoundCloud, that's like a a, a download or a listen. Uh, It doesn't necessarily mean that someone actually listened to your podcast. It just means that they downloaded it. So when you get them on subscriptions, automatically they just download them. They may never listen to them. So I've got probably about 8 to 15 people that are subscribed to my podcast, Sam Sports Podcast, hosted on SoundCloud. You can find it through iTunes or Stitcher. You know, so I'm going to keep saying these things again and again so that you, uh, no matter where you tune into this show, you're actually going to hear me talking about my Sam Sports Podcast again and again and again. Um, so even though you download them, you might not be listening to them. So I have about 8 to 15 people who are typically downloading them. And they might just be subscribing, and you know, it really only might be one or two people who are actually listening to my podcast. And it sounds kind of sad um, because I want people to hear me. I want to grow my audience. I want to get people emailing me and tweeting at me and telling me their thoughts. And you know, it takes a lot to go from listening to this right here to go to your phone to open up your app or to go to your computer and actually type something and contact me and give me your thoughts. And I don't have the fame power that some of these other people. I'm trying to gain some of that notoriety and that fame. It's not because I want to be famous. It's because I like talking about this stuff, and I think other people like hearing this stuff, and I think I got a pretty unique opinion, and I want to share it. And it feeds me. It makes me feel excited and proud to get on this microphone and to talk some sports. I like hearing people's thoughts about their teams because I'm not going to pull punches. I know that I don't know everything about every single team out there. Most of the information I'm reading is coming through on ESPN. It's coming through from the same, you know, five to like 15 reporters. You know, it's Zach Lowe. It's Mark Stein. It's Royce Young. It's all of the key names that are popping up there. You know, half of the stuff that we hear about on uh, through the NFL is Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen. It's the same two guys who seem to magically be able to talk to every single person in the NFL and report on everything. And then you're sitting there going, you know, they're the guys. You know, it's like Adam Schefter has had his job for like decades. Chris Berman, Boomer, and um, you know, Chris, uh, uh, who's uh, Tom Jackson, Tom Jackson, the guys who are on NFL Countdown every Sunday morning during football season. Those guys have had that job for decades. It's not like they're rotating through guys. It's like all of a sudden you get this position and you're booked for life, baby. You know, aside from the fact that there's hundreds of other people out there who might want that job, who who desperately want to try to get into that business and they're paying their dues, you know, some of these people just get and they're locked in and they're there. And, you know, sports, sports media, Everything about sports is hard to get into. Everybody wants a piece of it. There's money involved. There's um, there's fame involved. There's celebrity involved. And there's a soapbox to get on and talk from. And, you know, everybody wants to get down. And, uh, 
what you find is that's a really hard industry to get into. And that's what I'm trying to do with my podcast because podcasting, I feel, is a way for me to sort of get my foot in, even though I don't really have the track record to get in. I'm just going I'm to tell it like it is. I'm going to come out straight, okay? I went to school for acting, okay? I have a BFA, a Bachelor's in Fine Arts for Drama, okay? I was at NYU taking acting classes, you know, where I was sitting there training myself, learning how to exercise my muscle on how to use my imagination, all right, I was doing Shakespeare monologues and exercises. I was analyzing iambic pentameter. I was doing movement classes. I was doing ballet. I was doing stage combat. Yeah, those are the things that I got my degree in. So now, like many people out there, maybe not everyone, but many people out there who are in a situation where they realize by the time they're 22 or 23 and they get out of college and they're loaded with you know all kinds of student loan debt, that they find out the industry that they went to school for because all of a sudden, you or not all of a sudden, but it's like at 18 years old, you're supposed to pick what major you want and what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Not to mention the fact there's lots of jobs out there that don't have any college majors. You can't go be, you can't go major in stand-up comedy. It doesn't work that way. You, you, like There's no school out there that's going to teach you how to be a stand-up comedian. There's no school out there that teaches you how to like, you know, be a uh, a broadcast journalist. Now I know there's broadcast majors. I know there's journalism majors, but there's nothing that really is specifically fit for some of those jobs. So you're like, so how do you get that job? You got to go and you got to kind of get an internship, pay your dues, sort of like work towards that area. But there's no real roadmap, and that's when you learn that you know life is kind of it's unfair and it's hard and it's sort of just thrown together. It's like all right, so you know. You just need to kind of figure out how to get in, figure out. And, and I'm hearing, you know, I hear all these stories now because I'm trying to figure out how to get into this sports world. Podcasting seems to be one of the, you know, one, I don't want to say the easiest ways in, but it seems to be a way in where it's like, listen, you know, I know I'm good at this. I know that I've got something to say. And I know that if you give me the shot, I'm going to, I'm not going to miss it. I'm going to take advantage of it, and you're going to want to hear more from me. But where is the shot? Where are the opportunities? You know, I, I look around. You know, I was talking to my dad the other day, and he's like, you should get an agent in this. And it's like, where do I get an agent? You know, what agencies represent this? If you're an agency and you represent sports talking, sports talk people, contact me. Although, wait a minute, con you contacting me is way too much energy because why would you guys want to contact me? How can I make you any money? So it all comes back to, you know, that. And it's like... um, if I can't get an agent, I can't get anybody talking for on my behalf. Uh, if I can't get you know any opportunities, then no one's going to know that I'm able to do this or that I can do this. Um, it gets back to you know me, you know beating the pavement and uh, trying to get people to notice me and uh, networking and contacting and you know I, I, I listen. I can't sit here and complain. You know it's tough, but I want to I want to put it out there because I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not the only person who sat there and tried to actualize their dreams and their passions like Tony Robbins or something like that and is struggling to figure out how to do it. Uh, um, you know, I remember coming out of acting school and I wanted to be an actor on Broadway, but I couldn't find the auditions. You know, it's like you go to backstage.com and you read the periodical and you look at the 510 auditions and, you know, you realize you're only applicable to like two of those auditions and then you go on them and you never hear anything back. You know, I was the same guy who sent out headshots to every talent agency in New York and never heard anything. How long are you supposed to wait 
before you're before you're supposed to give up. I mean, bills don't stop coming. You still got to feed yourself. You still got to pay rent. You still got to work your job. I know I'm not alone in this endeavor. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. But I, I'm on the mic right now, and I have the opportunity to talk about it. And I think I want to spew some frustration. It's hard. It's it, you know I want somebody to hear how good I am at this. I want somebody to give me a shot. If ESPN gave me a shot, I, and I know I'm on ESPN radio right now, but the reality is this is an ESPN affiliate. 6:10 a.m. just carries you know the ESPN programming during the week. I'm the local guy. I'm the guy who's just sitting here taking advantage of the ESPN brand so that everyone can accidentally f- tune into ESPN on a Saturday morning and hear me. And even on a podcast sense, I'm not riding the ESPN brand on a podcast. I'm just sitting there trying to put it out into the ether, and I'm hoping somebody hears me. I'm, I'm springboarding off of the, uh, the, the friends that I have on Facebook or, or the social media people we have out there on Twitter. And, you know, I don't even have that many Twitter followers. I got like, what, 140 or 150? It's usually fluctuating because... Uh, you know, there's there's all these like spam Twitter accounts that start following me and I click on them and I realize it's just some girl with a naked photo or something being like, follow me back on Twitter. It's, I don't want to I don't want to follow you back on Twitter. This is scams. You're going to close this off. I mean, porn. Let's be clear here. Pornography was very instrumental in launching the Internet. OK, um, so what am I getting at? My, my point is that uh, uh, I've been talking for a while. I am going to be going off uh, the air on 610. I'm going to be going to a podcast um, Sam Sports Podcast. I, I got to find time to build a website um, because I'm doing everything by myself. I'm sitting here on my microphone by myself in my room. The only one who's with me is my new kitten. I got a kitten about a month ago. Um, we call her Junebug. She's very cute. About 10 minutes ago, she was running around the room trying to knock things over. She's very, very cute. It's really nice to come home and actually have a cat that is coming up to you and purring and wants to say hi to you. Um, I feel bad at times because my brother Dan's allergic to cats, and I know whenever he comes to visit me, I'm probably going to have to vacuum the entire house or else he'll be sneezing the whole time he's here. Um, but I, I love this cat. It's fun to have a cat around. Um, but but my point is that um, no one else is here. There's not an engineer on the other side of the glass. There's not somebody here giving me notes. There, there's nothing. It's just me surfing ESPN.com, looking at BleacherReport.com, looking at The Ringer, you know, loving Bill Simmons. I'm a big avid fan of Bill Simmons. I think the sh- Any Given Wednesday on HBO is doing great. I like what he's talking about. I like watching it. Um, you know, it's good stuff. I, I think he makes some really bold points about, about sports, which is another reason why I like Bill Simmons. And I kind of feel like if Bill Simmons can put something together, maybe I can. Um, if he can sort of get a, gather a following and get people to listen to his thoughts on things, maybe I can. Um, however, a little difference between me and Bill Simmons is I'm not a journalist. Uh, I'm not a writer. I didn't go to school for journalism. I don't have a degree in journalism. I don't have a degree in broadcasting. I don't have any real resume or credentials in this. Because I'm taking my acting degree and just essentially trying to get jobs to piece things together, it's hard for me to cut into this industry. The only thing I can really do is just sort of sell myself and show everybody that I'm a talking head, that I love sports, that I read them avidly, that I follow sports avidly. And here's another little thing about Sam Rosenberg here that I'm just going to throw out there, which is probably... You know, I'm probably indicting myself on how much uh, how much of a joke I am, but I'm going to put it out there because I can't hide who I am. I haven't really played that many sports. I never played football. I never really played basketball. I got a little basketball in me. Um, 
Never really played baseball, played a little roller hockey when I was young. The most sports that I did was when I, from ages 13 to 15, I was a fencer. That's right, fencing. I fenced Epe. I was a, I was ranked a, you know, E-class fencer. I went to a few tournaments. I, you know, I placed. I didn't, I wasn't like extremely good. I've definitely had issues, you know, trying to get my competitive spirit together and trying to get myself to train as hard as possible. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's something... I don't know. I don't know how how greatest how how great I am as an athlete, um, but I can't deny the fact that I'm an avid fan. That I that I like. I plan my day around football games. Like I'll go to my wife and sort of be like, "Why did we schedule this thing on a Sunday? I want to watch the Eagles game." Why you know? I will come to her and be like, "Okay, so." I need to have a place to watch the game because it's coming on at 12 noon. And, you know, another thing, I love being in central time zone now in Texas. Everything starts just a little bit earlier. I'm not somebody who wants to stay up till 1230 in the morning watching the end of Monday night football. I want to see the game, you know, end or, you know, I love it when Monday night football starts a little bit of an hour earlier here in central time zone. But I've been reading the sports page since I was, you know, you know, in elementary school or early high school. I mean, I would just pull the sports page out back before there was Internet. Uh, you know, I would follow the stats. I Maybe I can't watch every single game, but when it comes to football, when it comes to basketball, I know I don't have the skills. I know I'm scrawny. I know I'm not super athletic. But I know that the, the strengths that I have, that Sam Rosenberg has, the things that I learned in school, this extremely expensive degree that can't get me a decent job that'll pay me anything better than, you know, a decent salary of like entry level admin. I, I have an entry level administrative assistant job. That's what I'm doing right now. And it's just to pay the bills because I'm trying to chase this dream. And I essentially had to piece this together and work an office job because I have an acting degree. And I realized that uh, being an actor on Broadway is really, really hard. And actually making a living, a living as an actor is really, really hard. And I kind of figured out that that's not what I wanted to do as a career. I love acting. I love ripping apart a script and figuring out what's going on in a scene, but figuring out a way to get consistently paid to do it and to do it in New York City, which was where I was trying to do it, I mean, it just eats your soul after a while. And I give so much credit to all of my friends and colleagues who have been out there who have been working hard because now I see them having success and I see them, you know, being able, you know, producing after years of of beating the pavement and, uh, you know, I commend them because I was the one who crapped out. I kind of quit. I was like, you know what? I can't do this. I want to have a steady paycheck. I want to have health insurance. Um, I just, you know, these are things that I care about. These are things that make me, you know, feel stable on a day-to-day basis and, um, you know, feel more confident in my ability to produce produce things. And uh, I wasn't able to sort of see it through and I kind of crapped out and now I've got a, an, undergrad de- an undergrad degree I'm not really using. And so I'm trying to pivot my career I'm trying to uh, find something else out there which um, speaks to me and, uh, you know, makes me feel excited in the day, uh, every morning. And um, for years it was sports. And, and I, I kind of started to say to myself, I don't think sports is just a hobby for me. I don't think reading the sports page and reading these articles is the only thing that I'm made up of. I think that there's more to me. I think I can contribute. I think that I have a unique point of view. I think that people want to hear what I have to say. I think people would enjoy talking to me about sports, and I think there's other people out there that want to hear this, and I know it. I know there is. I know that when people watch a live sports event with me, it's exciting. I get into it, and my my 
avid love of sports is infectious. I guarantee you it is. I'm the person who sits there watching a basketball game and turns to you in the middle of the game and says, you know, it's a real shame that this guy is not playing on the Memphis Grizzlies anymore because he was performing so well that he got traded to this other team and as soon as he left, the Grizzlies got good. Oh, well. I'm that guy who's giving you those tidbits three seconds before the color commentators on the screen are giving it to you. I mean, I have a friend of mine, uh, Katie, who will always say that she only likes watching basketball with me because I'm just so into it. And, you know, half the fun is I get to say inappropriate things during the game, which the, you know, the, the commentators can't exactly say. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's the fun about sitting at home and watching games and especially sitting at home watching games with me. I'm just I get into it. I have other friends of mine, my friend, uh, my buddy Nick, I mean, he's not a big sports guy. If anything, he probably looks at sports and is like, you know, these guys are just overpaid athletes who are playing a game. You know, we've got starving children out there and people who are suffering. Why are we paying and rewarding these athletes? And, you know, I think he's got a point. But at the same time, when this guy watches sports with me, it's exciting and he gets into it and he enjoys it. And you find that moment of excitement and it really makes you think, what is, why is it such a big deal, sports? It's just a game. It's a game. It's a bunch of people playing together to try to get a puck in a net or to try to get a ball in a hoop or to try to have a guy catch a football in the end zone. It just means essentially he catches the ball in a certain location and because of the rules and the boundaries and the structures of the game, the stakes are high. That's all it is. But yet we, we celebrate it, we watch it, we put it on TV, we pay these people lots of money, and there's hundreds of thousands of millions of people surrounding this sport who are investing so much time and energy and money into it, and it's just a game. What is the big deal? There's something more to it. There's a spiritual connection. There's an athletic connection, and there's, there's a pride, and there's an integrity. There's an accomplishment to it. There is something captivating to the human spirit about watching athletes put on such an amazing performance. There's something breathtaking, not just about a quarterback throwing a 60-yard touchdown pass and the receiver catching it, but there's something captivating about seeing people do it and then seeing a really good person do it. It's one thing to have quarterbacks and to watch them. It's another thing to see Tom Brady to see Peyton Manning, to see Drew Brees or Johnny Unitas or Joe Namath or, you know, I, we could, or, you know, Warren Moon or Steve McNair. I mean, it's amazing to then be able to witness someone who's so good at their craft, who's so amazing at their passion, who do these breathtaking things, people who run as fast as they do, who jump as high as they do. It's miraculous when you see Steph Curry hit those shots. It's miraculous when you see LeBron James go out on this court and play the same game that everyone else is playing, but to be so much better at it. We're captivated by it, and we love it. And, and I love it. And I've chosen to dedicate my life to it. I, I don't go out there every day and, and, and practice shooting. Um, but I do read articles every single day. And I don't have a journalism degree. And I don't have any internships. And I am very far away from making this sort of a lucrative career where I can support myself and support my family. And, 
you know, really feel like that's what I'm going to do every single day of my life is get up and work in a world of sports where I talk about sports, reflect on sports, and try to, you know, give more of an input on it. Like, I would certainly want to know how the salary cap works in football and basketball and baseball and hockey. I want to learn more. Where are there courses to take more on it? I mean, how do I get a job as an internship with a team where I can learn more about analytics and sport and, you know, salary cap management? That stuff fascinates me. There's no real degrees out there that, yeah, maybe there are graduate degrees in sports management or things like that, but all of this stuff is new. It's only coming about recently because, you know, of how lucrative the sports world has become. Uh, and this, these are things that I want to get into, but where do I start? You know, what program do you get into? And then, and then when you want to go to a program that tries to do it, everything costs money. If you even want to look for a posting for a sports job, you've got to pay money to see it. You can't just go out there and find a posting. It doesn't work that way. You got to know somebody. There's got to be some nepotism. You got to sort of squeeze your way into some type of opportunity. And, and I've listened to lots of people tell the story. You know, so many people telling their stories about how they got into this. I mean, Rachel Nichols will tell you she had internship after internship after internship at all these different newspapers, you know, reporting on these things. And then she got an opportunity. And, you know, even uh, I listened to Craig Kilborn was on, uh, you know, Bill Simmons of like a month or two ago, and he was telling us how, you know, he had an opportunity to come on ESPN. And and there you go. Um, And so I, I struggle with that. I struggle with trying to find that opportunity. I struggle with, um, you know, one, I think the big thing is you want to feel like you're, you're progressing or you're accomplishing something. And it's hard for me to see any progression. You know, I've, I've released about over 60 podcasts at this point, but my, my audience has not grown. So I'm kind of sitting there saying, well, who's listening? How do I, you know, how do I prevent being Vincent Van Gogh here where nobody sees any of my stuff until after I'm dead? I really would like to have some people listen to me before I die or before, I don't know, did Vince Van Gogh kill himself? I don't know if he killed himself. He certainly cut his ear off. Um, and, you know, so this is a struggle for me because I know I've got something to say and I want you to hear me say it. And, I, uh, and I'd like to think more people want to hear me say it as well. So that was a bit of a rant. Um, I'm probably still going to rant a little bit more about that. Um, anyway, Sam Sports Podcast. It's on SoundCloud. You can Google it. Please, I encourage you to Google Sam Sports Podcast. I encourage you to find me on Facebook. Um, hopefully, I'll start a, a website soon enough. Um, you know, I, you know, I'll probably go to Squarespace or something and build a website there, make it nice and easy on myself. You should be able to find all my podcasts there as well. Um, I'm really trying to get my podcast out there, and I want to have more interviews. I really like this um, this structure of WTF, and I'm learning a, a lot of other podcasts. You know, a good buddy of mine, Utkarsh Ambutkar, those of you, you might know him from uh, Pitch Perfect. Uh, he played Donald in Pitch Perfect. He's the dude who's the beatboxer in the, in the guys group. He became pretty popular from that. You see him a lot on the Mindy Project a lot. Um, he uh, he came on this show. If, if anybody was listening that particular week, Utkarsh was on this show that time. We talked a lot of b-ball. Um, and he has his own podcast. It's called Let's Talk About Me, Baby. Um, and But he always has a guest on. And I think I always need to have a guest on. You know, I've learned sooner or later people don't like to just hear me talk. You know, it's one thing when you hear one person talking. It's like a lecture or something like that. It's a little bit more exciting to hear an interaction. And, you know, you want to hear other people's thoughts. And talk radio, I think that's one of the best parts about it is that you hear other people's thoughts. So I'm really working to try to get guests on the show, um, on my podcast. You'll notice a lot of my podcast guests are friends of mine. 
There are people I know who love sports, who want to talk about sports, and who have opinions about sports, and anybody's opinion about sports is valuable, okay? You know, listen, some of them might be narrow-minded, they might be, you know, a little closed-minded, whatever, but the point is, these are passionate fans who care enough about what's going on, and they want to hear more. They want to, sometimes they want to hear other points just so they can argue with them, sometimes they want to hear points just so they can agree with them. Sometimes they want to hear somebody else's opinion just so they can hear somebody else's opinion and appreciate the fact that somebody else is just as into this stuff as they are. I mean, sports is something that can break boundaries. You ever want to go anywhere and and present an icebreaker, just start talking about sports. You'll learn real quickly either one of two things. One, they don't care about sports whatsoever and don't want to talk about it. Or two, they're totally into sports, they absolutely want to talk about it, and they have some thoughts that and that will make the two of you all of a sudden begin talking for 30 minutes before you guys actually exchange names. Um, and of course, it's not just black and white, there's certainly a gray area, there's definitely people who are, you know, have some thoughts and watch sports a little bit and can chime in a little bit here and there, but, you know, it's, it's either people know about it or they don't know about it, or they want to talk about it or they don't want to talk about it, but... Many times I'll meet a new person and very quickly I'll just start talking sports to them and all of a sudden we're, we're good friends. Race, creed, color, doesn't matter. Sports is a barrier that can break down just about, or sports is a, a tool that can break down just about any barrier out there. Um, so this is uh, Sam Rosenberg, Sam Sports Podcast. I'm going to stop just right, uh, right now so I can um, take a break, listen to a word from my amazing sponsors. This is going to be... Uh, uh, the last of the four shows coming up this August. Um, my last show will be Saturday, August 27th, um, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Mountain, 7 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time, if I have any California listeners, although I don't know who out there is actually tuning in to 610amsports.com at 7 a.m. in California, but if you are, you're listening, um, and I appreciate you for listening. So uh, let me take a break. Um, I'll come back. Let me see if I can talk about some specific sports topics because uh, I've just kind of been ranting about podcasting and all that stuff in the last 40 minutes. Um, uh, but I'll be back in a second. Let's listen to a word from uh, Voorhees Veterinary Center and Daniel M. Rosenberg and Associates. And just like that, I'm back from commercial. Voila! It's magic. The, the brilliant magic that is audio recording, cutting, pasting, putting things together. As I was saying earlier in the show, um, I have to pre-record everything from my place in Austin, so, you know, I have the luxury of just hitting pause and coming back, you know, so doing it live from the actual studio, you know, uh, you know, there's no cuts, there's no takes, there's just, uh, if mistakes happen, they happen, um, here I get the opportunity to pause, come back, pause, come back. With that magic, you know, that simple little commercial break, it's already the next day for me. I pre-recorded the entire first half of the show on uh, Tuesday, August 2nd, and now I'm doing the entire second half of the show on Wednesday, August 3rd. And just like that, I find out today how fitting uh, Tom Jackson is going to retire. That's right. I was talking about Chris Berman and Tom Jackson have been doing Sunday NFL countdown for years. Well, after 29 years, Tom Jackson's going to retire. The news just hit ESPN today. You know, uh, I would love a a shot at that job. You know, I think I could, uh, you know, take my talents to Bristol, Connecticut, get on the Sunday NFL countdown. You know, I probably don't have the same street cred as Tom Jackson, but uh, I think I've got some interesting things to say. 
Um, little interesting thing you guys can't see exactly is that my kitten is back on uh, my table. I'm recording. The cat is trying to get on my lap right now. It's purring. You know, can you can you stop, Junebug? Really, get the hell out of here. I just that's what you get with a kitten, just getting into every single thing you can find. Um, so fascinating how appropriate, uh, you know, appropriate and timely it is to see that Tom Jackson is going to be stepping down because that is a juicy, juicy position that someone's going to want to take, um, which means there's going to be another job opening somewhere else. And, uh, you know, but of course, I've, I've got to do an awful lot more than what I'm doing right now for anyone to consider me for something like that. Uh, need to, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. I've got to work hard at it. I've got to find my magical agent wherever that agent may be. I've got to find that opportunity wherever that opportunity may be. I'm still just going to keep spouting on the podcast, keep putting my podcast out there, keep building my street cred, keep building my reputation. That's about the only thing I, I feel that uh, is a way to, to you know, start this uh, career that I have that I like to enjoy when it comes to talking about sports. So um, I'm just going to still, as I was saying earlier, continue to fake it till I make it. Um, and on that note, let's pull up some, uh, I'm going to pull up NFL, uh, ESPN.com right now. Let's look at the headlines. I mean, one of the bigger headlines this week is how, um, Trent Richardson was cut by the Baltimore Ravens, number three overall pick, certainly big news. He was touted as a bust. Um, you know, getting waived by another team is definitely another sign that, uh, he's never really going to work out. I don't know if he's ever going to work out. Fascinating how, uh, coach John Harbaugh has now come out and discussed that, you know, he, he feels like Trent Richardson's getting a bad rap. And it's it's true, you know. It, it, listen, I think Trent Richardson wants to be a great football player just like anybody else, but it's not his fault that uh, the Cleveland Browns were stupid enough to take him as the number three overall pick, and now, you know, he's being sort of, you know, held to that standard of being a number three overall pick. And, you know, maybe he's just not that good. Maybe, you know, his life would have been a little bit easier if he was drafted in the fourth round or the fifth round. And, you know, we wouldn't think anything of the fact that he's uh, not being able to stay with an NFL team. It's hard. It's really hard to even, you know, stick with any of these teams. The NFL is one of the most unforgiving leagues out there. And, you know, a situation like this, you know, not everybody can just fit perfectly. And, you know, to even stick with a team is hard enough. And I think Trent Richardson, you know, listen, he got that decent payday when he walked in the door. But even NFL players, they don't get paid that. They're making nothing compared to NBA players right now with the salary cap booming in the NBA. Uh, but, you know, it's it's still a tough go for Trent Richardson. Something Now, the other thing that's a little interesting is Nick Foles. So um, the news I'm reading right now is that the Cowboys are thinking about signing Nick Foles to be a backup quarterback. So the Sam Bradford-Nick Foles deal from last summer clearly was a bit of a joke. Um, yeah, I don't really know if it benefited either team. I mean, in some regards it benefited, but they're both – neither of them are franchise quarterbacks. I think last season showed that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Nick Foles then went to the Rams because he was he did sign a two-year deal with the Rams, and this was his second season. So he went to the Rams, negotiated a buyout. He's now a free agent. He pretty much said, I'll take le- less money just to get off the roster. He's off the roster. Kellen Moore, the backup quarterback for the Cowboys, ends up breaking his ankle. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. Um, now they're talking about trying to bring Nick Foles in to, to work on the Cowboys. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, to speak a little bit more about the Cowboys, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's got a sore hamstring. I mean, these are the things. Is Now you're starting to see little injuries coming out over training camp. Adrian Peterson apparently has uh, pulled a hammy as well. Um, 
And, and you're also seeing other smaller contracts sort of pop up over training camp as well. Um, you know, a lot of these big free agent signings kind of came out right as a free agency started. But, you, you know, then there's other ones that are coming out later in the, you know, free agency. Tyron Matthew just got a very sizable extension from the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you're seeing some guys uh, like, you know, come in and they're signing nice little one-year deals toward, you know, these are the guys who come out in training camp and, you know, they're still trying to find a way to survive in this league. And uh, sometimes that means getting picked up around this time, you know, as other players get injured. I mean, some of these guys, you know, they're, they're, they come in, they play well, they try to stick with a team because if an injury comes around later in training camp or in the, uh, during the course of the season, they might get a call when they're sitting on their couch to come actually play. I mean, just ask James Harrison. James Harrison was pretty much ready. He retired. The Steelers did a whole ceremony, and then they called him up. They brought him back. He ended up playing for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now he's back on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I believe he's coming back to play again this season. So you really can't count any of these guys out. Um, it's a tough league. It's tricky. You know, unforgiving. Unforgiving is the name of the NFL Football League. Or uh, as John Dorenboss, the, uh, when he went on America's Got Talent, or I don't know which one of these reality shows he was on, but he was doing all of his magic tricks. I love John Dorenboss. I think he's got a great story, and I love the fact that he's the longest tenured eagle out there. But he even said on that show, they were like, well, you're a football player. Why are you coming on this show? And he was like, the NFL stands for not for long. And it's true. Very unforgiving. You get something goes wrong. If you can't compete, you're out of here. Get out of here. We will replace you. Step into my office. Why? Because you're getting fired, okay? Just get out of here. That's the NFL. Listen, no shame, man. There's no there's no Kobe, you know, farewell contracts in the NFL. There's no Dirk Nowitzki farewell contracts in the NFL. If you can't play, you're gone. That league is in no shame. You know, as soon as things don't work out, get the heck out of here. Um, let's, uh, you know, the, for basketball, there's a lot of excitement with the Olympics. I'm, I don't know if I'm that excited with the Olympics. I'm just going to put it out there, man. I'm not really watching track and field. I'm not watching gymnasts. I'm not watching swimmers. I know Michael Phelps is amazing. I, um, I probably got, um, respect for the fact that Michael Phelps is now appearing in his fifth Olympics. I mean, that's really got to be something you got to think about the fact that these athletes are coming back again and again and again. Of course, we're not really going to hear of Michael Phelps for another four years after all this is said and done, but I just, it does, the Olympics don't have the same kind of draw. I mean, I think I wasn't around at the turn of the century, uh, you know, in the twenties and the thirties, I think the Olympics were a bigger thing then, you know, social media was, was not a thing at that time. I'm sure, of course it's obvious, but, uh, you know, it's hard to kind of replicate that type of excitement where you had the whole world coming together. And I mean, now, most of our big sports, you know, basketball, these the football, even these are international sports. Um, even soccer, these are worldwide sports. Social media, the way it's structured, I mean, they're already kind of international sports. So being able to get all of these countries together to do the Olympics, I don't know if it has the same draw as it used to have. I mean, it just. You know, now there's all these issues, all these countries are coming up and there's so many doping issues and, and, and performance enhancing drug issues, which, you know, I got my own thoughts on that. Bill Simmons, any given Wednesday last week was fantastic. Uh, not the, not the one this week, cause listen, I'm recording this on August 3rd. I haven't seen tonight's episode. Even by the time this airs on Saturday, August 6th, the episode will have already aired, but the one the week before on, I think it was the 27th 
where he's talking about all the the PED users in baseball and how they're not in the Hall of Fame. You know, Roger Clemens and Rafael Palmeiro and Barry Bonds. I mean, he makes – oh, sorry, I bonked the mic. He really makes a great point about the fact that it's like just because these guys took performance-enhancing drugs, you know – there's a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame like Babe Ruth or Ty Cobb, you know, who have all of these terrible marks on them. But because we didn't care when they were inducted in the Hall of Fame, they're in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but now, because we have all of this evidence that these people were taking drugs at the time, they're not allowed in the Hall of Fame. I just, he makes a really great point. Check out Bill Simmons' podcast, The Ringer. I'm not being paid by Bill Simmons. I just think he's great stuff. He makes a fantastic point. I think you should check it out. It's worth it. Um, but back to the Olympics, it's just that. You know, now you're seeing all of these countries are getting hit with doping scandals, and you're also finding out that the World Doping Agency is on the take. They're all corrupted. They're all paying each other off. I mean, FIFA, all of FIFA came out as being thoroughly corrupt. I mean, I'm starting to sit here and think to myself, well, if everybody's taking performance-enhancing drugs and everybody's corrupt, wh what does it matter anymore? I mean, like, if, if everyone's doing it, you know, why are we to stop it? I mean, listen... Lance Armstrong was taking all those drugs because everybody who was cycling was taking drugs. I mean, he was essentially the guy who was like, listen, I'm either going to not win or I'm going to take drugs and win. You know, as long as there's a, an edge out there to obtain, someone's going to try to obtain it. It's just the nature of humanity. Um, all right, listen, I got to cut this off because I've only got a, it looks like I'm looking at my time. I've only got about two and a half minutes left. Um... I'm going to, in, in about a minute and a half, I'm going to start the exit music. You'll hear the exit music going out. I'm going to promo and plug myself now. Uh, Sam Sports Podcast, Sam Sports Podcast, Sam Sports Podcast. That is where this will be continuing. As I was saying before, this is officially my farewell tour. I'm going to be shutting down Sam's Sports Show at the end of August. It's a real shame, but I know everyone out there who knows me knows that I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to continue to tout my Sam Rosenberg opinions on the microphone, even if I got to do it over a podcast via the internet in a world and a place where I have no censorship and no restrictions, I will do it because my life, my passion is sports. I love them. I believe they break, you know, they, they transcend countries. They transcend colors, races, creeds. As I was saying, it's a powerful thing and it is going to be something that I, I surround my life with and my life is shaped around sports. It, it was here before I got here. Sports will be here after I'm gone. I don't think I'm preaching anything new out there. And there are lots of people out there who make their entire livings and lifestyles reporting on sports, watching sports, analyzing sports, or playing sports. I mean, I want to get more into, you know, maybe some coaching and some stuff. Like I was reading a, you know, that article on The Ringer about, um, you know, how defensive linemen have really become a much, uh, much more important piece of the NFL. And just like, you know, stretch fours and the NBA is changing. I mean, these leagues are changing. I like to see how they change. I want to understand. I want to be able to contribute to this so I can maybe, you know, ride the wave and, can, and, you know, try to see where things are going and give some, you know, some foresight and some, you know, some innovative thoughts that I think people out there will appreciate. Anyway, so got to go. Uh, email me at samsportsstation at gmail.com, S-M-A-S-S-P-O-R-T-S-S-T-A-T-I-O-N at gmail.com. It's real easy. Like my Facebook page, Sam Sports Station, and check out my podcast, Sam Sports Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can find it anywhere. Just Google it. All right, I got to sign off right now, and as I always like to sign off, here we go. E-A-G-L!